The motto for 2022 is out with the old, in with the bold. And if you're ready to revamp your career, your relationships, or your money this year, check out Modern Life. It's a new podcast and newsletter from Fidelity Investments with fresh perspectives from people defining success on their own terms and tips to help you do the same. Search Modern Life wherever you find your podcast to follow and subscribe. Keep in mind that investing involves risk. The value of your investment will fluctuate over time and you may gain or lose money. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC, 900 Salem Street, Smithfield, Rhode Island, 02917. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep. Miles to travel before I sleep. Welcome to All Things Crime. Carl, welcome. How you doing? It's good to be here. Hey, it's uh, it's an honor to have you. I appreciate you taking the time to, to come on All Things Crime. And uh, yeah, so let's get right into it. Why don't you Hey, talk to us about your unique career path, if you would, you know, how you started, you know, your background and uh, what you're doing now. Uh, well, I, after uh, high school graduation, I spent a couple of years at uh, West Point, spent another year studying pre-law and uh, criminal justice before I, I took the job in uh, the Monroe County Sheriff's Department, uh, where I was a, a deputy sheriff for 17 years. After that, I moved out to California and kind of fell into the acting world and one thing led to another, and I ended up uh, training Lieutenant Joe Ken on homicide hunter for nine years. Sweet. Now that now that that's ended, what are you what are you doing now? Just in enjoying Tennessee? Uh, pretty much. Uh, we just moved here just about exactly a year ago. I, I have started a, a true crime podcast of my own. It's kind of still in its infancy. We've done a couple episodes of it. It's uh it's called Inside the Crime Scene, but uh, just kind of doing that on the side is a little fun thing to do, and uh, you know, try and bring a little more notoriety to some of these cases in hopes of you know possibly solving them. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, we'll definitely put a link to uh, your podcast, uh, you know, attached to this when we're done. But I remember a conversation that we had real briefly, you talk about how you eventually ended up landing the, the lead role in that homicide hunter. Tell us about that. I, I think that is a, a huge life lesson. Yes, uh, I almost didn't submit for it. I was living in San Francisco at the time, and it was casting down in Los Angeles. And it came across a, a, a site called LA Casting. And you have to be very careful about what you submit for because you have to make that six and a half hour drive down to LA or fly down and audition. And when you audition, you usually will or will not get a call back. And you don't know if that's going to happen or not. And that could be the next day. It could be three days later. It could be the next week. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I was reading this, I'm like, wow, I really fit the specs on this. But man, I, I don't know. There's gonna be 10,000 other people that are also submitting for it. And do I, do I drive down and I was talking to my wife about it and uh, she's the one that basically said, listen, you know, take a chance. I mean, this, this looks like it's right up your alley. So, so I drove down, or actually I didn't drive down that time. I was able to actually do uh, an interview over the phone with the director and the producers of it before I actually had to go down and uh, audition for it. So it was kind of like a two week process where they kept whittling down to different numbers of people where it came down to the top 10 people. Uh -huh. and I was selected out of the top 10, which uh, I was a, uh, very, Very cool. So were you an extra before that? Um, I, I, I started off as an extra on a TV show, Trauma. And that's kind of how my acting career started. Uh, basically, I, I like to tell people I got my, my acting start the, the old-fashioned way. I answered an ad on Craigslist, which is exactly true. <laughs> and it was an ad where they were looking for background former or current police officers to play background police officers on a new NBC show that was filming in San Francisco. Uh -huh. And I thought that sounded like fun. I called them up and I ended up being a, a background paramedic on the show instead of a police officer because they'd filled all those spots which ended up being the best thing that could have happened because it was a show about paramedics 
And I ultimately, the producer gave me lines on the show. Three episodes in a row gave me lines, gave me a character name and made me part of the cast. So I ended up being a cast member on a, a network TV show. Oh, very cool. A year and a half. Now, I remember um, you, were, you were talking about between the military and your police training, you were disciplined enough to stick around instead oh, of uh, some of the other uh, extras, if you would, you know, they'd go get coffee and things like that. And then well, that, 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 that you were always there. It definitely helped me get the lines on the show because the, the PAs see who's there on time and, and, and who works and basically does what they're told. Right. And I was always one of those people. And, and these other people that wouldn't do what they were told and thought that they were better than everyone else were, were the ones that would never would get lines on the show and stuff too. And, and they would always wonder why that uh, they weren't, you know, get, getting the prime roles. <laughs> you know, it's not, uh, it's not rocket science. A lot of the times it's, it's being at the right place at the right time. Yeah, and, and a TV set basically works like a paramilitary organization. There's a, a whole rank structure. As an extra, you are at the very bottom of that rank structure. <laughs> right. Well, that is so so awesome. You know, I, uh, just seeing seeing you on, um, uh, you know, Homicide Hunter, and then meeting you at CrimeCon. Well, in fact, you know, let's talk a little bit about CrimeCon. So, when you get invited to places like that, uh, describe what happens. Well, the, the first year I was invited, um, I'd never heard of it, obviously, and it was a, it was a you know, the first of this kind of type of convention sounded fantastic. You know, I've, I've been to some of the Comic-Con type events and stuff too. And so I just assumed that I was, you know, going to have a little booth set up where I'd be signing autographs and taking pictures with people, you know, which I, I like to interact with the fans and, you know, it sounded like a, like a fun thing to do. Like a week and a half beforehand, the schedule comes out and I, and I get an email where basically it's saying that I'm basically a keynote speaker and I have an hour to talk, which kind of blew me away because I'm not a public speaker. I've gotten pretty good at it. It terrifies me. I mean, you can put a camera on me with 10 million people watching. It doesn't bother me at all. You put me in a room with a dozen people and I, and I freeze up. But I probably spent more time on that speech than I ever spent uh -huh. preparing for one of my episodes of the TV show. What I also realized is no one wants to hear someone talk for an hour on pretty much anything, really. So I, I scripted a speech that you know basically gave the overview of what I want to talk about. It was about 15 minutes long. And then I opened it up to questions. Because that's what people want anyways. They want to ask questions. And I'm an expert on myself. I can answer questions all day long. So <laughs> just like you're an expert on yourself, you know. So, but, sure. so that turns out to be what I do. And, and it works out really well. And that way the people get to hear the answers to stuff that they really want to know. Well, and it's spontaneous. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's which, a great event. I've, I've been to all of them, you know, so far. And uh -huh. it's always a great turnout. And I, lo I love talking to the fans and uh, interacting with them. The crime con that I was at where, where we met, holy cow. I mean, there were lines a mile long to uh, just be able to shake your hand so <laughs> you are quite the celebrity and well, uh, I always appreciate it you know good fortune shines on many and so it obviously it has on you and and uh, you know that's always a fantastic story that when you can turn around and give back and I love that yeah well it's I, I, these are the people that uh, that made our show popular and famous to begin with so it's uh, I owe them all the thanks honestly <laughs> well I appreciate you coming on. I, um, like I said, this is a relatively new video cast with uh, all things crime. I'm trying to cover every aspect of it. And the interesting thing about Hollywood really has kind of moved into helping actually solve real cases is um, I talked to some of the cast of CSI a number of years ago, and they were talking about how prior to that show coming out, there were very few forensics programs around the country. 
But once CSI hit, it became such a huge hit. And so many people wanted to watch it and get involved and, and see what it was about. The, the CSI type forensics programs around the country just exploded. So it went from literally four or six programs around the country to over 160. And so we have more trained forensics people. We have more trained CSIs out there. And just the interest in law enforcement in general, I think, really exploded from there, including homicide hunters. So uh, to me, that's, all, that's always a, a great thing. So I, I appreciate you coming on and keep doing what you're doing because you, you may not think that you're really contributing yet or, or still, but trust me, you are. Oh, I appreciate it. All right, Carl, thanks a lot. And we will talk at you later. All right, thank you. Thank you.